Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. Thank you, Mel. Good morning, God's beautiful people. Woohoo! Isn't it great to be in church considering for the last two weeks that we've had to watch online and I'm not complaining about watching online but it is so wonderful to see your lovely masks here this morning but I know that under those masks are some really beautiful happy smiling faces well we're doing the current series called matters of the heart in session one we had time Last week we had talents, and now for session three, which is together, be real. Now, I don't know about many of you, but I have a dreadful habit of belittling myself every time I make a mistake. And worst of all, I say it out loud. An example may be, oh, you stupid idiot or you are totally useless but most of all I say to myself can't you do anything right what's the first thought that comes to your mind when you make a mistake do you talk yourself down or do you give yourself some grace well today we're going to see what God has to say about making it real in your life and getting it together. Let's pray. Father God, we know that we are human. We know that we make mistakes. And I ask today that you speak to our spirit. Make it real so that we can give ourselves some grace, even when we don't think we deserve it. Open up our ears, open up our eyes to see the truth and the beauty of your words as we gather here this morning. In Jesus' precious name, amen. When you forget an important day, it might be your mum's birthday or your wedding anniversary, when you get negative feedback from anybody or when you snap and say something hurtful to a loved one, like you wish you could take it back. Is your first thought something like, I am so dumb, I can't do anything right, I have really messed up? Or is it something like, well, it's okay, I'm doing my best, I made a mistake, I'll get another chance. Well, I guess in most cases, like me, you give yourself a good thought lashing. I give myself a good tongue lashing out loud. Is it our natural 
instinct to mentally berate ourselves when we've done something wrong, which has most likely been instilled in us since childhood. Let's face it, there is more pressure on people today to get your act together and get it done properly with little time to do it in. In a world where we find ourselves constantly criticising each other, we tend to put ourselves in a so-called pressure cooker, convincing ourselves that we have it all together. But in time, that pressure cooker will burst when we fail. And once again, we belittle ourselves for what we think is our own stupidity. And yet, in times like this, we need to give ourselves a good old-fashioned dose of grace. Why? Because God gives us his grace. Let's take a closer look at what the Bible says about bestowing grace upon not just others, but ourselves. The Bible tells us that we can give ourselves grace because God gives us grace, which is a kindness and a forgiveness that we do not deserve. We make mistakes and we even deliberately do things that we know are wrong. The Bible calls this sin against God himself. And as our judge, he can rightly punish us for our sin, but instead, through Christ, God chooses to offer us forgiveness. In the book of Romans, chapter 3, verses 23 to 24, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Why did God decide to give us grace? when he could punish us for everything we do wrong? The answer is simple. It's because he loves us. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died us. This grace came at the cross at the cost of Christ Jesus, the Son of God, sacrificing his own life for us. We deserved the punishment, but he took the punishment for us. Grace is a free gift offered to us by God 
we simply have to receive it by believing in what Christ did for us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So we know we've put our faith in Christ. God has already forgiven our sins. He no longer condemns or punishes us for our mistakes or failures because Christ took our punishment. And this is what grace is. God shows us this grace fearly. So giving ourselves grace means agreeing with the grace that God gives us. And in the same way that God does not punish us, we shouldn't punish ourselves. So why do we punish ourselves if God doesn't? Although I grew up in the church, I always thought that grace was meant to be shown to others and not to ourselves. But what it boils down to is this. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and We are in Christ. We put our faith in him. So now God no longer condemns us. Our forgiveness comes under the umbrella of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. If we think that God wants us to feel ashamed and punish ourselves when we've sinned or made a mistake then I think we really do have the wrong idea of what God's love really is. I can't remember how many times my grandmother would tell me that I've upset God and he would be so angry with me. One flash he'd send me into the pit of hell for eternity. I guess that's the Irish Catholic coming through because I know God's different. We all hurt other people from time to time. And quite unintentionally too. Then, when we realise what we've done wrong, we again fall into the habit of calling ourselves stupid, useless, insensitive, saying to ourselves, you don't know how to think. And you call yourself a friend? Well, I've got, I got some news for you guys. God is not like us. We don't need to protect ourselves from him. Why? Because Christ Jesus was punished in our place. 1 John chapter 4 verses 18 and 19 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. 
the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. I can only imagine what God would say to me in the moments when I felt too ashamed to face him. Again and again, I imagine standing before him, my head down, looking at my shoes, hands behind my back, because I'm afraid to meet his eye. Just like a naughty child who's waiting for a good telling off by her parents. And yet in my heart, I imagine the Lord gently lifting up my chin so I can't help but look into his kind and gentle eyes. And he'll say to me, my daughter, why are you afraid? I love you and my love is perfect. You do not need to fear punishment because you are my beloved child. When I look at you, I see my son Jesus. He has already washed away your sins. Just come back and speak with me. I'm right here. Can you see the kindness of our Heavenly Father? He just wants us to come to him so that we may experience his grace. 2 Chronicles chapter 30 verse 9 says, For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. So what thoughts should come into our minds when we merely mess up? Not negative self-talk. Not beating ourselves up. Not shame or guilt, but confidence as we approach God to receive mercy and grace. And we've already been told to do that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. There is no condemnation. This is the core of God's message of grace. Truly understanding that his grace will change your life. Grace means that God's compassion is constant because it's part of who he is. Grace means there is no condemnation. We have no need to fear God's punishment. Give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself. Because God's response to you is always, always grace and kindness. Most of you know the fruits of the Spirit. And we're taught to show these fruits to fellow human beings. When was the last time you showed these fruits to yourself? The best way to bear fruit is to stay connected to the vine. And that's Jesus. Spend time with God and grow in your ability 
to have the mind of Christ. God wants all his children to love him, to love one another and ourselves. He even wants us to pray for our enemies. When it comes to patience, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit, oh boy, my family's motto is patience and hope. I can't say it in Latin. But patience is the ability to persevere under pressure and to have a sincere belief in the nature of God. When was the last time you were patient with yourself? Do you verbally abuse yourself? If you drop one of your best dinner plates when you were drying it, do you say to yourself, oh, blast? Or do you say, oh, gosh, it's a shame that happened, but I'm really glad no one got hurt. We need to double-think the way that we think of ourselves and the way that we think about how God looks at us. Self-control is, in my book, one of the hardest to manage. It's the ability to control your own thoughts, emotions and behaviour when you are tempted to put yourself down. And I've got to admit, I'm guilty of putting myself down. So I really have to think before I speak to myself out loud. So what have we learned today? We've learned to make it real. We make mistakes. We fail. We let others down. The message, don't beat yourself up over it. When others think they have the right to humiliate you when you muck up, don't listen to them. I know that's easier said than done, but in fact, it's one of the hardest things to do. Just continue to pray, asking Jesus to cover you with his perfect love, which passes all understanding. Also, ask Jesus for his guidance. He's ready, willing to help you in all situations. All you have to do is ask him. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you honestly think that God is going to put the Holy Spirit into something that he doesn't think is worthy? You are worthy. You are most importantly, you are a child of the most high living God. And the last point in this message is a biggie. So hold on to your hats. God does not make mistakes. So next time you're giving yourself a good lecture and telling yourself you're a mistake, you're not. Because God doesn't make mistakes. Let us pray. Oh, Father God. We do come to you with bowed head. And we want to say thank you for speaking to us, especially when we belittle ourselves. And I pray that we, we learn to show grace to ourselves as well as our brothers and sisters, even the people who reject us. Help us to learn that we 
your children, even though we're human, we're forgiven. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.